Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. If you're able to stand with me one more time, the book of Joshua. I'm reading from the NIV version for the storyline. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place you step, set your foot, as, pro, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great wall of river, and from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. After the death of Moses, verse two, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River. I want to plant a seed in your life this morning. I want to plant a word, a rhema. What is a rhema? A rhema is a specific word from God for you. It's not generic. It's not broad. It's a rhema. It's a word from me. I'm going to preach to you on the subject. Just simply say, reset. Reset. Heavenly Father, I stand with profound respect for this position. Again, to speak to people that are streaming and watching later. Amazing people that stand before me this morning, God, that you would unctionize me once again as a servant to the people a servant to the kingdom upon this earth, God. I rebuke any distraction, God. Let us not come and go from the Holy of Holies. Let us sit still and attentive, God, as you speak into our lives and you plant seeds. I pray the anointing is upon me, God, as I reset this day. In Jesus' name, if you receive that, could you shout back amen? Amen, amen. God bless you for standing. You can be seated this morning. We pick up in the book of Joshua that Moses is dead. Joshua chapter 1. While Israel is still grieving, they have lost their leader that's taken them 40 years to love and would take another 400 years to get over. And while they were weeping at the bottom of the mountain, God sheds no tear over Moses. Because he knows exactly where Moses is. Rather than weep, he turns his head and he says, I will continue doing everything through you, Joshua. He was talking to Joshua as if nothing happened at all. Now my servant Moses is dead. But as I was with Moses, so shall I also be with you. In other words, nothing significant has changed. I am still here. Moses is dead but I am still the same God that Moses served. I am with you, Moses. I will continue my purpose irrespective of my vessel, and I'm going to do it through you. 
Now Moses is dead. Joshua, do you want me to do it through you? Maybe Joshua was a little confused, a little perplexed. And he says, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I think that's what is happening now. God is turning his head away from the wilderness. God is turning his head away from the pandemic and speaking to his church here in 2021. And he's saying in my spirit, and I must tell the church, this is what's happening. I was with you in 2019, so shall I also be with you in 2021. Hey, you skipped a year. No, I did not. It did not take God by surprise. It did not take God. It did not catch him unaware. He's saying, as I was with you in prosperity, and as I was with you in 2019 with a holy unction and a holy anointing and a holy ministry and a priesthood, so shall I be with you in the year 2021. I understand that God isn't caught by surprise. Heaven hasn't skipped a beat since the pandemic. Heaven has not been put on pause. Heaven has not cut their business hours. Heaven has not furloughed the miracles that we see. If we are believers, signs and wonders and miracles, these things shall follow them that believe, my friend. Heaven has not furloughed that anointing. Heaven has not furloughed the Spirit of God. You saw what happened here this morning. People came with hungry hearts, and they lifted up their hands and their voices to God, and it has not caught God by surprise. It's as if he took from 2019, and he looked without hesitation to 2021. He says, I am here with you like I have been with this church from the very beginning from Calvary. I've been with you for 2,000 years, and yea, I will not leave you. You may be weary in the wilderness. You may be weary in the desert, but as I was with you before 2020, so shall I be with you after 2020. Oh, someone put your hands together. God is turning without hesitation as if nothing happened. Deuteronomy chapter 8, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Someone shout good land. And a land with brooks and streams and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and the hills. And a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. Somebody shout lack nothing. This was not written for today. This was written in Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. And you shall lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron, and you can dig copper out of the hills. He's telling his church, you are going to a land that I promised you, and that you will lack nothing. You were in bondage, and you were in slavery, but I'm delivering you out. This has not caught me by surprise. I know you were in slavery, and I am working on a plan to restore you, and to reset your life, and to reset your confidence. But we are coming out of the wilderness. We are coming out of a pandemic. It's been 15 months or so, and I want you to know that God turns to every one of us as if nothing ever happened. We ended 2019, and we picked up in 2021, and God's saying, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am as close as the mention of my name. What are you talking about? God is saying, let's reset this and get back on and be in an apostolic church with apostolic power, with apostolic authority. What are you saying? He knows exactly 
where Moses was and where you are. He knows exactly. When the wilderness journey ends, the book of Joshua begins. It's about leaving the wilderness. It's about crossing the Jordan to the other side. To that which is beyond the wilderness is what? The promised land. The wilderness has not taken God by surprise. The pandemic has not taken God by surprise, but I'm afraid and I'm grieved, and some will come out in my pastor's night on Wednesday, but that the pandemic has taken some of us by surprise. And God is not shaken in any situation, any environment, any atmosphere, any spirit of adversity. God is not shaken. But if we're not careful, my friend, the humanity side of us can be shaken and we can be taken by surprise and we can be at all by what's going on around us. And it's as if he turned from Moses without hesitation, turned to Joshua and said, hey, I have spoken to this. Every place you put your foot, every land that you go into, you shall conquer. Why? Because you are still my children and you are still the body of Christ. And I promised you to bring you out of a, pro- a land of pro- into a land of prosperity, out of a land of bondage. What are you doing? At some point, he's resetting the environment. He's resetting attitudes and spirits. He's resetting confidence. He's resetting faith. And he's speaking into lives today. And it's a seed that God has brought me here to plant into your soul. Someone shout reset. A reset, a reboot. A restart. And the purpose of those words when they correlate to technology is because something with the device isn't working as it was made to be. Something isn't lining up. Something isn't communicating. Something isn't connecting. Something isn't tethered. And so we do what we call a reboot or a reset or a warm start or a cold start. And what that does, that restarts the instrument. And we are no different, my friend, when we are rubbing shoulders with people that are ungodly and negative. And have you watched the news lately? It's depressing and discouraging, and it's just a bunch of negative darkness. But when you zoom out and you get your eyes back on God and say, hey, I'm a child of the king. I've been blood-bought. My sins have washed away. I've been earmarked by the Spirit of God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper no tongue formed against me shall prosper what are you doing i'm just resetting the vessel that god filled with the spirit and he baptized me in the name of jesus and i'm doing a warm start and a reboot why because i know the spirit of god needs to be fluid and i'm not feeling real anointed but when i lean into god and i get into the holy of holies my spirit is reset to see exactly how god is Woo! So maybe this is a prelude or a preface to a pastor's night a week and a half from now that God has stirred up my spirit. My friend, we are out of Egypt. We are in the promised land. Things aren't exactly like they planned in the promised land. Did you know they still had battles? Did you know they still had to conquer cities? Did you know there were still giants? There were things that were a size of grass. They were grasshoppers in giant size. It wasn't a perfect situation, but it was a promised land that God spoke prophetically into their lives. Maybe you're not in a perfect situation right now, and all the dots aren't lining up. Then I'm speaking to you because God has promised us a land and a relationship in a situation where God is in control. Even if I don't think like he is, I can't afford and I got to caution us. 
You can't be like one of the ten spies that came back from the promised land. They saw everything that was negative. They saw everything that was what ifs. They saw everything that they didn't like, and they identified that, and that's all they could see. But a couple of guys came back and said, hey, we are more than able. God has given us this land. God has promised this land. We journeyed 40 years. I'm not going back to Egypt another 40 years. I'm still taking new territory. And I read in your scripture in Deuteronomy that he says that God will bring you into a good land, a land with brooks and streams and deep springs of gushing water, a land of wheat and barley, of pomegranates, a land where their bread is not scarce, and you lack nothing. And you lack nothing. But what about the cities? What about adversity? What about the giants? No, no, no. You lack nothing, saith the word of the Lord. Ha. Ah. Maybe some among us need a reset. We need to reboot our confidence and our faith in God and our commitment. Why? Because you lack nothing. Come on, look at what the Lord is saying. Look at what the Lord is doing. Huh. I bring you into a good land. So part of my heart is bleeding out this morning for a pastor's night. The wilderness ends, as I said, where the book of Joshua begins. So my question to us this morning, after 15 months, when does the pandemic end and the voice of God begin? How long do we ride this wave of a pandemic? And I'm not really speaking to the virus per se. I'm not really speaking to all the medical issues. I'm speaking to my relationship and my connectivity to God, that I've got to come off light duty and say, hey, God says, wherever you step your foot, you shall lack nothing. I'm talking about the voice of God. I'm talking about the holy of holies. I'm talking about a relationship with God. I'm talking about connectivity. And if you're not connecting, come on, somebody, listen to me. How many times when you're not connecting to Wi-Fi, what do you do? You go up in your settings, you come off of Wi-Fi, and then you go back on. You reset, you reboot, you restart. That's weird. It's not working. Turn the Wi-Fi off for a minute. If you're at home, unplug the router for 60 seconds. But it was working perfectly yesterday. Today's a different day. Anything could happen. But you don't throw the router out. You don't cancel your subscription. You do what tech support says. Hey, I've got to connect back to the router. I've got to connect back to the Wi-Fi. And some of us, if we're not careful, we're unplugging in the pandemic, and we're not getting plugged back in, so we're not resetting to the voice of God. And the voice of God has become something distant. Oh, hell, let me preach, somebody. The voice of God has become something distant that we lean into it, and we can't even discern what God is saying. I'm here to preach to this wonderful church that God is saying, we it's time to reset. It's time we're coming out of the pandemic. We're coming out of a wilderness. We're in the promised land. I know there are cities. I know there are giants, but this is a good land. You shall prevail. You shall overcome. You shall be healed. Yes. 
It's time to reset. We are an apostolic church with an apostolic message, with an apostolic difference that sets us apart from the world, that if there's a mountain there, we are going to climb it. We are going to take it. We're going to say, mountain, be thou removed. Why? Because it's the authority of the word of God. And I'm not going to play around with the authority in the midst of the wilderness. Oh, come on, somebody put your hands together and give him an offering of praise. Hey! This is a good land. We live in a good city. You're a member of a good church. That's exactly what God said about the promised land. But some of the critics found some things that they couldn't trust in the voice of God. Oh, we've got this, this, and this. Ten spies. I purpose, Brother John, I'm not going to live my life like one of the ten spies. And if I even think that, I'm definitely not going to say it. I'm not letting that leave my voice or my spirit because God's going to touch me someday at some point, and I'm going to wish I would have never said that. I'm going to wish I would have never had that conversation with somebody. Why? Because God steps in, and he resets, and he restores, and he reboots us, and then I become exactly what I was before the pandemic, and i got to make sure during... <laughs> Can I tell somebody you've got the same power? that you had before the pandemic. You actually had it during the pandemic. But I'm a little concerned that you've lost sight of the power that God does all things well and the love for the gospel and the love for the truth and the love for the church and the love for... Mm. What's wrong? I need a reset. I need a reboot. I need to unplug and plug back in. And we've gone through a wilderness time of 15 months. Thank God it's getting better. Thank God we're on the path to normalcy. The pendulum is swinging the right way. But things happened to them in the wilderness. They didn't expect that would happen. When they left Egypt, they didn't expect to be meandering for 40 years. We didn't discuss that, Moses. Not all who left Egypt made it to the promised land. Distractions. Weariness. Attitudes, complainings, murmurings, the list goes on. And it's very, there's some parallels to people today about the relationship with God and the church of the living God. Depending on who or you are running with and the environment you put yourself in, it can be distracting. It can be weary. The attitude you can embrace and jump right in on the bandwagon. Complaining gets very easy when you're amongst a bunch of complainers. Griping and murmuring is very easy, and it flows out of you when you're in the, in the infrastructure of that diet of people talking like that. And have you ever walked away and said, I don't know why I said that. I feel dirty I engaged in that conversation. It was nothing immoral, but it, it was maybe immoral as far as purity with my heart with God. I wish I was not in that environment. I wish I would have never said that. I got sucked into the conversation and I laughed at some things that they said about God and the people of God. And I did the, and I wish I wouldn't have laughed about that. God, I, I feel so dirty. I need a reset. What are you saying? I'm saying it's your environment. God showed me something a while 
Pastor Mark, hand me my phone. It was a, right there on your far right, leaning up against the wall. Let me just show you something here. God gave me this thought. I never developed it. It was going to be a message someday. It was powerful. But maybe it's just a side note here. Give me a second here. Here we go. Message thoughts. Well, there's a lot of good stuff in here. <laughs> Forget that one. I'm starting over. Hang on a second. Hang on. You see, when you're a spirit-led church and a spirit-led pastor, just God interrupts things. And so had I known he was going to do this, I would have been more prepared. So just talk to God for a minute so I can share this with you. Okay, let me show you this. Okay, Lord. Okay. Oh, come on, somebody. Hang on. I mean, it's good. Can you give me 60 more seconds? And then we'll just skip it. Well, I remember it. I just wanted to read it because God gave it. And then I wanted to show you the date. But I can't find it. This is it. He gave me a revelation on status quo. And status quo is what is expected in that environment. What's status quo? So for the most part, status quo is acceptable because it's maybe average. He, his, he's a salesman. He's status quo. He's about in the middle of the rest of them. But this is the revelation God gave me. If status quo is based on your environment and you're always in status quo, the only way to do better than status quo is to change your environment. I'm status quo here, okay? I'm status quo in the wilderness, but I'm not happy. I'm status quo in the pandemic, but I got a call of God on my life. I'm status quo during the virus situation, but I'm like everybody else. I'm sheltered in place. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm washing my hands. I'm staying six feet apart. I may or may not got the vaccine. I'm doing everything. That's status quo. But if that is not who you are, if you are not a status quo person, the only way to change that is to get to another environment that is greater than you, better than you, bigger than you, and then you bring that status quo to this environment, and it's not status quo quo anymore it's entry-level mundane elementary but if you're going to raise up to what god has called you you got to get in another environment and get status quo in that brand new environment and then when you hit status quo there you go to another environment or relationship with god as you walked into the temple and the tabernacle in the wilderness you walked in and there was a labor of water a brazing altar but as you went deeper brother john you got into the showbread you got into the holy of holies so what was status quo in the Holy of Holies was not status quo at the labor of water. Why? Because you got closer to God and God rained down and God's glory was so powerful and the Shekinah glory of God. What took you to live there is not what took you to live here. 
And so look at the pandemic of 15 months as a journey of the tabernacle in the wilderness. We started last March. Last March 15th was the last time we had a full-on pre-pandemic service, and then it got shut down. And so when it got shut down on March 22nd, and we began to stream with nobody here, that was the beginning of the tabernacle. Every step deeper. What are you doing? I'm going to through the showbread. I passed in the brazing. I'm by sacrifice. I've washed my hands. What are you doing? I'm getting to the holy of holies. I'm getting to the Shekinah glory of God. I'm getting to the ark of the covenant. Why is that so important? Because that's exactly where God comes down. And that is the most potent, powerful place that you can get in contact with God. So what am I doing? I'm changing the environment to change my status quo. I can't be average. I can't be humdrum. I can't be like some other Christian upon the planet. Why? Because I'm apostolic and I've been filled with the spirit of God and God's resetting me and he's reviving me and he's rebooting rebooting me why because I'm focusing on the holy of holies I know we got some distance between us but I'm running to the mercy seat I'm marching to the mercy seat I need a fresh anointing I need fresh oil I need fresh fire why because I feel the gall of God on my life oh someone put your hands together and lift your hands and your voices So the voice of God is echoing in this place, not my voice. No. The voice of God. And so for a child of God, when the old is finished, the new begins. When the old creation is no more, the new creation will come. And when the old life is finished, the new life begins. And we will cross over into the promised land. Or as my illustration, we'll cross into the holy of holies. The word Hebrew in Hebrew means one who crosses over. And so on that day, we shall cross the Jordan into the land beyond So on that day, Brother Blair, we shall exit out of a pandemic and we shall cross back into the anointed land. No more isolation. No more shelter in place. No more serving God by myself. No more trying to create an atmosphere of worship in my home. No more trying to hear the voice of God all by myself. No more a status quo quarantine position. Why? Because we shall cross over. So my question to you this morning. What do you need to cross over to get into the promised land? What barrier, what obstacle, what ravine has come between you and the Holy of Holies in a 15-month pandemic? Complacency? Busyness? Laziness? Lackadaisical?
If you're going to cross over, there's something you're stepping over. What is this? What is this in your life? I'm crossing over. I'm stepping over. I'm stepping through. I'm stepping around. The point is I'm getting past that. So what do you have to cross over to finally put your foot down into the promised land? As he told Abraham, wherever your foot steps, here's what I know, that you, your foot can't step if you're sitting down. Wherever my footsteps, well, maybe, Brother Blair, that's a two-foot radius. God's way bigger than that. So what are you saying? Get up. You see, you can't walk sitting down. You can't walk lounging. Oh. Camera guys, you getting this on the World Wide Web? Not all pastors can do this. Oh, hey, hey, here, this is better. Mm, up here. Oh, Lord is good. No, you can't enjoy the benefits of God laying around. If it's where my feet step. Pardon my grammar, but in this position, my feet ain't stamp stepping. My feet ain't stamping. Stepping. And my tongue ain't working. But I'm afraid that too many among us have been serving God like this. So right. Come on, Roman. I look okay? I look good. I got it together. Cool socks. You get that camera? Got this tie clip? Hipster. Cool, man. But I'm not moving. I'm not growing. And maybe we've been too cool for 15 months. Oh, but I'm comfortable. No. Where your feet step. Get up on your feet and begin to take territory. Get up on your feet and begin to take. In the name of Jesus, I claim, I anoint. Like this. This is mine, my family, my kids, my marriage, my health, my health. In the name of, what are you doing? I'm taking territory according to the word of God. I'm resetting my position in the face of God. I challenge some of you, if you can stay socially distanced, to just walk around 
one of the sections of these chairs. I challenge you to claim every step and name it. My family, my health, my finances, my salvation, my business, my children. And you claim steps as you walk. Why? That is the status quo in God. Whatever you need to journey over is what you're claiming when you step. My attitude, my spirit, my ministry, my love for God, my love for the things of God, my love for this church. What am I doing? I'm claiming and stepping over. By authority. This is how we overcome. This is how I fight my battles. What are you doing? I'm changing my environment because the status quo changes. I'm getting out of this humdrum, mundane environment, and I'm moving towards the Holy of Holies. But to get there, i got to walk through the tabernacle. Ah. Ah, let me pray for us. Ah. Mighty God in heaven today, Lord, I stand at the Jordan River for the lives that I pastor. I stand at the Jordan River for those that we pastor online and stream, God. And that I, as a priest of this sanctuary, God, as my toe would touch the water, that it would part. But as I turn aside, I see a host of others marching in step and cadence and unison with me. According to their faith, so be it. According to their submission, so be it. According to their love for the things of God, so be it. God, send down angels of ministry in this house right now that, Lord, you will trouble the waters and we are in and we are listening and we are moving and we are submitting and we are hearing the voice of God today. Every hearer in the house. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.